Hey y'all, welcome back to Do The Work Podcast. For those of you who don't know me, I am your host, Dominic Cole. And for those of you who do know me, thank you so much for the support. It really means a lot. Here on this podcast, we discuss why it is not only important to do the physical work to reach your goals and your dreams, but why it is so important to do the work spiritually to become the best version of yourselves. You guys, we are back with another episode, and today we have a very special guest. She's special to me, Miss Madeline Coffin. Hi, guys. So tell them where you're from. I'm from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Technically, it's Dexter, Michigan. Um, It's a small town outside of Ann Arbor, Michigan. And y'all, she was my roommate at Bama, so we have a lot of history, a lot of memories, and this was like three years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we have yeah, a lot. four years ago now. Yeah, I was just about to say, I think like three and a half, but so yes, we have a lot to catch up on and talk about. So I just want to ask you, like, like I said, y'all, we were at Bama together, and you left Bama in, like, what year was it? It was twenty March of 2020 during COVID, like, right after COVID happened. So, yeah, so what was life like for you, like, after you left Bama? Um, life was really hard for me after I left Bama. Um, not only dealing with COVID and quarantine and all of that stuff, um, there was a lot of family things that I had going on. Um, yeah. And then I went to, I moved three months into moving back home to Michigan. I moved up to East Lansing, which was like moving to a, like moving to Alabama. Like yeah, completely different change of pace, change of life. So that was definitely hard, especially so during that's COVID. When, when you um like went to uh, another college, right? Or did you just take a break from school, like right after you left? So I went back to school, but I had transferred to MSU mm-hmm. and moved there before I knew that they took didn't take any of my credits. And so I had already signed a lease on an apartment and Mm -hmm. I decided to stay there anyway. And I was taking classes um, and while like figuring out what I was going to do. Gotcha. And I took more, I took some more time off um, and just kind of, I worked and kind of figured out what I was going to do. I almost, I consider one of the options was going back to Alabama really actually yeah (laughs) that's crazy would you gonna like just get an apartment by yourself or like what you gonna do online well so I the because did you ever think about I was about to say did you ever think about that like you could have still just like stayed up there and like went online um so I considered going online and Mm -hmm. at are doing Alabama online and they told me that I could only do one semester online and then I'd have to move back gotcha 
So I was like, mm. <laughs> probably well, not. You could have just like called me because I was still left there. Like I said, like after all of y'all left, I stayed, which at the time, like I was thinking like, you know, it was going to be just how it was, you know, even though I know y'all wasn't going to be there, like I had new roommates, but I was just thinking that I was just going to go back and it was going to be like how it was when, you know, y'all were there, but it was nothing like that. Like that's when I ended up just dropping out. But like, while I was still staying at the cottages when I dropped, excuse me, when I dropped out, but yeah, it was just crazy. It was not the same. (laughs) Based on what you told me, I couldn't imagine, I think living in that, house not with yeah it was so weird like like I said my roommates they were not you know bad or anything but it was just like different because I was used to you know living with y'all and then that change and adjustment like we weren't that close so yeah it just it just wasn't it so how was your like how was how is your dating life you know like are you dating or is that just like strictly on the back burner right now you know just focusing on yourself and your goals like how does that look for you um that's a very interesting (laughs) topic (laughs) um I so well when you when I met you I was in a relationship and then wait wait really Hold on, I think I yeah, remember when, that, but mm, yeah, I I don't I don't know I don't really remember. It's like I it, like well because I, I it was long distance. Oh, okay, um, so you probably I don't know if you ever met him or not, but and then that ended, and then I moved home, and I moved into an apartment by myself, and mm-hmm. I was kind of doing my own thing, like not really. I was like not really dating. Um, and then last year when I moved back home, I was like, so set on not dating. I was like, nope, nope, (laughs) no dating. Um, I was like, so like, I was just so in my own world yeah, focusing on myself. And I got like, that is kind of how it is now too. Mm -hmm. Like I've think I've dabbled. I don't, I wouldn't say like I go on I don't go on a lot of dates. I don't have any interest to go on a lot of dates. Um, I just, like, I feel like when the time is right, it'll come. um, Yeah, naturally. So you're, like, not against it. You know, you just, right now, you're not focused on it. But, like, if it comes to you type thing, you know, would you be open? Well, so it's funny because, like, if we had this conversation six months ago, I would have told you the complete opposite, that I was, like, super against it and super... (laughs) <laughs> but I was also very like selfish in, in my own world yeah um, those ha- those like feelings have changed like I'm not like against it I would say but I'm not like try like actively interesting trying to date. Yeah. yeah I'm not that's, actively trying to date that's literally how I am like and then all my friends they'd be like well Dami you're so mean like how do you but it's because like I would like you know to have a boyfriend but at the same time like like you said, I'm just so like, and it. I don't think it's in a selfish way, but like I'm so focused on myself, you know, my health, my mental health, my peace that it's like I do not have time for 
ignorance and you know like games none of that but like if somebody is really serious and you know I was serious about them or like really interested in them that I would but other than that like I'm just not (laughs) and then it's like the boys that try to talk to me already you just know when you know it's just not it it's like you're not (laughs) even gonna waste your time because it's like no thank you and they still be trying and I'm just like absolutely not but yeah I feel you because that is literally how I feel like a few months ago I definitely like I believe so do you believe in soulmates because I do yeah yeah so like I believe in soulmates I have that in the back of my head you know like and I believe that I do have a soulmate out there but like so it's just like if it's not him then I'm not interested like I'm against it if that makes sense yeah and I almost feel like, too, um, yeah, exactly. Like, I just, I know, I feel like I, I know. Like, most of the dates that I have been on in the past few years, like, I just can't. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know why. It seems why pointless, right? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. We never even talked about this, but, like, I was thinking about this early, and I thought this would be, like, a funny question to ask because what was and I'm gonna tell you mine like what was your first impression of me when you like met me in person like and I think like me and you we never because didn't we like have a group chat with like all the roommates or something I think so yeah but like me and you like never really talked you know during that time like literally until you came to the cottage and moved in and I think that was like really our first time meeting so like what was your first impression because mine when I saw you I was just like hmm like she she just gives like rich girl like (laughs) on her stuff like she got like she got it all together that was literally my first impression of you when I met you so what was Um, I think my first impression of you was that I was very like interested like I was curious about you like yeah. curious to get to know you like I thought you were very sweet um but like also like so did your own thing <laughs> like did your own thing you know yeah and I was just curious to get to know more about you I feel like that's how it is usually for me when I when I first meet people. meet new people in general yeah. is like I don't really have that where I like have a first impression of them because I mm-hmm. believe I like I believe and I know that I don't know them, you know, yeah, and yeah. I'm very, I'm the type of person that, like, wants to get people to know somebody, like, know their story and know, yeah, before, you, like, get like, to know who they are, me. yeah, as who they are before I, like, put judgment onto them. Yeah, I definitely get that, but I'm, like, a deep thinker, I try to, like, so I really, like, when I first meet people, like, of course, like you said, I'm open to get to know them because I don't want to be, you know, somebody who just judge people based off their looks but like I said like I just I'm a big thinker so sometimes when I first meet people I just think that I know them and got them all figured out I'm like yeah I bet she does this and I bet but I don't know I think it's because like the first day when we moved in girl you came in like with some groceries and stuff and you was like gonna cook for us do you remember that I think so yeah, like, you literally made dinner that same night. So, that's why I was like, okay, this girl, like, got it all together. 
It sounds like something I would do. Yeah, that's that's I think that's mainly why I was just like, okay, like this girl is on her stuff, like but yeah, so what would you say? Because I know it looks different for everybody. For me, it was definitely getting close to God and like, you know, having a real relationship with him. I don't know if you remember this, but I remember like when we was in the car riding and we like had this talk, you know, about God, like, I know you believe in God. I'm not sure, you know, what your beliefs and thoughts are now. But, like, what would you say doing the work to heal and grow spiritually? Like, what did that look like for you to, you know, become who you are today and to get to where you are today? Like, what did doing the work look like for you? Yeah, I think that that's a very deep question I could go very dive deep into that but kind of the overview of so I um do believe in God and Mm -hmm. I think now or recently I've become more in tune with my spirituality and Mm -hmm. um using that to um cope well as a person yeah um I did go through a quite a period of time like two three years where Mm -hmm. I was very mad at God and I didn't I was so like believe I was like starting to believe that maybe I don't know he didn't exist yeah like because of like things that were happening in my life and Mm -hmm. you know I was like put a lot of like what and that was me being like self-centered and being like well it's like my god wouldn't do this yeah like why me versus now my perspective has shifted more to like grateful for god Mm -hmm. for the things that i've been through because i didn't i at the time like i was so caught up in my emotions and my grief and Mm -hmm. um that i like was out lashing i think lashing out at God because of that because I was so empty inside versus like actually like realizing like the gifts that he brings into my life Mm -hmm. and using him and to grow myself and learn from the things that have happened in my life which is has completely changed in the past like even year yeah no I Um, love that because like everybody's you know view and just everybody go through things you know differently and I Mm -hmm. love to hear your perspective on that because trust me I get it you know like I've been through so much but like and this is not me saying this to brag because have I questioned God absolutely like have I want wanted to give up and throw in the towel absolutely but like I never I wouldn't say like that I have gotten mad at God and like I said I'm not saying this because I do like I'm still 23 you know like I still got life ahead of me so I cannot say that I will never ever you know be mad at God but like the stuff that I've been through I've always felt so close to God and like you know that he's never left me or left my side because I'm an only child you know on my mom's side like I grew up alone like I grew up feeling alone very misunderstood so like I always just look to God like even you know when I was going through things and even when I did not feel like 
you know, I even belonged on this earth. Like I still just look to him. And as I've gotten older, all the things that I went through, like, I just know it was him, you know, that kept me and got me through those things. You know what I mean? Because if it was up to me, I just wouldn't even be able to get through it. So I love that you, you know, admitted that you was mad at him but now you know that he has gotten you through it and now you see you know that it was just him like carrying you through all of it and it really makes us strong you know and he allows stuff to happen so he can get the glory out of it you know because we know that it wasn't us you know that got ourselves out of that so yeah I love that you said that um when we talked I remember you mentioning how you said at one point, you know, you just took a break from social media, like you went MIA. How was that for you? Like, what were you doing, you know, instead of being on social media? Because I do think that is a big part of your mental health. You know, when you're trying to grow, when you, when you're trying to heal and stuff, I wouldn't recommend, you know, to keep scrolling and staying on social media. Like, sometimes you definitely do need that break to really spend that time with yourself and live in reality so how was that for you And like I said what were you doing instead of like being on social media like how were you staying productive so I it wasn't it honestly didn't even happen like on purpose really I kind of just realized that I like was so focused on my actual life that Mm -hmm. it just kind of started to become like background noise and I wasn't really on it as much wasn't Mm -hmm. like posting as much and then it got so far to the point where like recently I even just like well this has to do with more like people having allowing people to have access to me but I during the time I just I was really focused on like finding and doing things that I enjoy to do um like actually living my life and I think before I really started to like well after my dad passed away Mm -hmm. two years ago I you know I became like my life perspective completely shifted and with grief and you know something that I've like I have learned now is that I'm not only just grieving my dad but I was grieving the person that I used to be because I lost that person when my dad passed away yeah so and I became a completely different person and my whole perspective on life shifted um where I really like realized how precious life is and how it can like be so unexpected and taken from Mm -hmm. us at any point and I really just started to you know, actually live my life, like wake up and be excited. Like, and this was a very long process. Like it didn't happen instantaneously. Like it probably took me a good year, but I really just focused on myself. And, um, and I, I had, bet that I, was hard for you too, you know, yeah, to like get to that point. Cause it takes a lot. Like it literally takes you, you know, doing the work. No, really. <laughs> for real, it does. I, um, you know, I was really, like, for a really long time, I was, like, so lost, and, like, 
I so was let me of, ask you a quick question. I don't mean to cut you off. I just because it ties in like with what you're saying. But like, so were you pretty much alone? You know, like after that happened, after your dad passed, like. Yeah. You, so yeah. I lived. Um, I was living in an apartment by myself. So I was living in a studio apartment, mm-hmm. and I had like all my friends around me, but I wasn't like with my family. Um, well I did end up spending a lot of time with my family of course but Mm -hmm. I was living alone so a lot of the time I had already been by myself for a year and then this happened Mm -hmm. and then um seven months later I moved back home with my mom after my lease was up so but like I'm sure your friends wasn't there 24 7 all you know yeah no I, w- I was very, like, alone during that period. See, I could um, not imagine. Like, not bad. You can go. No, you can go ahead. <laughs> okay. I was just going to say, yeah, I couldn't imagine that because I don't know if you knew this, but, like, when we were at Bama, like, in the cottages, I think I had told y'all, but, like, that's, now that I'm thinking about it, it's so weird for me because during that time I had lost my granddad. I don't know if y'all knew that. But, um, like, while we were living there, because I think I had went home for, like, sorry about that, y'all. The audio had cut off, but to hear the rest of this episode, just go back and listen to part two. I'm going to upload it both at the same time. So all you have to do is just go to part two and listen. I don't know what happened but this will just be a part two so it's not okay. real but um as I was saying um yeah like I had lost my granddad during that time and like living in that house with y'all like really helped me but I think it's like it helped me but at the same time it was like I literally just because it was so random and so you know like yeah. When when I say granddad, some people might imagine like an old man with a cane. You know, my granddad was not that old. You know, he was literally like in his late fifties or early sixties. Like, you know, he was not that old, and like he had suffered um a stroke like a few years before. But you know, it wasn't nothing that we like expected. Like, it was literally so random. So it was so weird for me. Like, I literally did not know how to take it because. I've been around my granddad my whole life you know like and we were super close so it was kind of like I said weird because it's like I don't think I really like of course I cried it out you know and I was going through it but I think I like distracted myself you know what I'm saying with so many Mm -hmm. things because I was in that house with y'all so you know I got I tried to do so much stuff to like forget about it you know if that makes sense so I could not imagine your case you know living by myself like if I would have been living by myself or on my own like I don't even know if I would be the person that I am today you know Mm -hmm. yeah I definitely I'm almost grateful though because I think that it really allowed me to look inward and yeah move forward by myself without Mm -hmm. any outward influence yeah and fit and fit gear out my grief and um my path and creating this new life for me Mm -hmm. and not only like 
a lot changed when that happened. Like I after afterwards, two months later, I quit modeling. Mm-hmm. Um, it really, I think it really like during that tel- short period after, like the first couple months after, I really looked inward on my life and was like, "What am I doing?" You know? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it completely, my whole life like flipped upside down, and it, I it really made me look inward and realize that a lot of the things that like maybe used to make me happy weren't actually making me happy anymore and like in order for me to move forward with my life because grief Mm -hmm. isn't something that just goes away it's going to be with me forever and there's this hole inside of me that's going to be here forever I had to build around that Mm -hmm. and um so that I think I'm grateful for being alone during that period because I you know it kind of forced me to do that work yeah that's like that's so crazy how it was like the opposite literally you know with my case and your case like I was just so distracted like I just feel filled my mind with so many other things and you know being around so many people to try to forget about it or not you know not even try to think about it like it was so weird and I was gonna ask you why did you stop modeling you know like do you think it just wasn't like you didn't really have a real passion for it so that this is actually an interesting topic because um I read this book. I'll have to. I don't know what it is, but um, I was about to say, "Girl, promote it." Say the name. I know, even though um, this is not promo, but I read this book and kind of what the book was saying was um, that, of course, life is all about suffering, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we suffer a lot, and we have to choose what we suffer for and in the book it talks about the things that we do in our life that are like big proponents of our life Mm -hmm. and for me one of that those things was modeling I mean I was flying out to New York Miami and I but in the book it talks about is it are you loving the journey and the process that or you like the what it could bring for your life but you don't actually like the journey and the process that you have to do take to get there that you have Mm -hmm. to suffer every day to get there and so when I quit it was because of that exact reason I was not loving the process anymore it was something I used to love I used Mm -hmm. to love having like flying out to New York and doing these photo shoots and you know but I realized that I didn't I had started to not love it anymore and I only love that oh what this could bring to my yeah like the outcome of it the outcome yeah yeah yeah. once I got to a certain point but I wasn't loving like you know going to photo shoots like that was exhausting I didn't you know I wasn't loving anymore it wasn't making me happy wasn't bringing me joy to my life so I just was like you know what I'm done I'm glad you mentioned that because that's literally like I felt like what I'm trying to do now you know and who I'm trying to be now trying to make a name for myself you know I felt like this whole like over these over the last three years I've been going on this journey to become that person you know and of course it has not been easy at all like I've literally been through hell and back but like 
sometimes, you know, those hard times may make you want or feel like you want to give up. But like, to me, that's not an option. So I'm glad you mentioned that because this journey that I have been on, it has been hard, but there's also been like, you know, some good wins along this, you know, if that makes sense. So it's like, Mm -hmm. this is what I really want to do. I'm really going after it. I'm not stopping like, you know, whatever comes with it, no matter how long it takes, no matter how hard, you know, it is like, I'm just going to keep going until I get there. And that was not my case for me going to school, like college. That's literally why I dropped out because I wasn't happy. And I remember I mentioned this to you, like, I'm just that type of person. If I'm not passionate about something, like my soul is literally like, what are you doing? You know, like, why are we doing this? You know? Right. So that's why I just felt like, college just it was just not for me like I said if I wake up one day you know when years go by and it's something that I just want to do then hey I might like you know go back to get a degree but as far as right now like I just have no desire to go back because I feel like what I want to do and who I want to be it don't require me to do that you know yeah and I think that changes with time I mean I went through you know I'm my even the second semester I was living in Alabama mm-hmm. or not second semester second year with you yeah mm-hmm. and but the the spring semester I took that time off and I took another semester off a year after that as well so I think and I wasn't sure if I was school was my thing either it ended up now I'm in school school again and have been doing really well but I found something that I'm passionate about and I love to do it every single day and it's hard work but I love it so why would I not yeah um, but like I think what you said is like if you if your soul isn't in it and you're not passionate about it then like why would you continue to do something is exactly literally like I know the world have its standards you know when people want a degree with their name on it just to say they got it but that's just not me you know I'm gonna go after and do something that I really want you know like my dream my goals instead of just doing this because everybody that I grew up with is doing it you know like that ain't that ain't me that's never been me so for those of you who are listening you know because I know some people that listen to this podcast or in school or maybe you know thinking about going to school so just do what you want to do you know yeah that's my biggest advice like whatever you're passionate about go after it and do that for sure I think to add on to that though like you definitely have to like whether that be school or not school whatever you're passionate about you have to like put in the work to literally um get get the outcome that you want like it's good it does take hard work yeah exactly it's not gonna be easy and it's not going to look pretty all like at all because mm -hmm. my family has even you know questioned me on this journey that I'm on you know they're like what are you doing like you know or why won't you just go back to school you know like because it's not going to be pretty at all like you gonna go through some stuff you know it's gonna be hard like you said you gotta push through and fight through but if it's something that you really want just like that book you know that you mentioned like if you really want it you're going to go through that journey you're going to get through those struggles you know yeah and you gotta pick 
something that you are willing to suffer for i think is the biggest literally thing. Like, yeah that's because a good it's way not, to put it yeah it's that's what the book taught me and what other books i've read have taught me is you have to be willing to suffer for this and i think that goes for almost anything in life in life just yeah relationships friendships family like all of that work school and i want anything to mention this. in life um if you is gonna be a struggle no matter what like it's not all like pretty and happy and rainbows and sunshine yeah. and the grass isn't greener on the other side um it's sometimes it's hard and there's you know challenges and you have to be um willing to pick something that you want to suffer for because you are gonna inevitably suffer I'm so glad that we're talking about this because for those of you out there who don't know God, you know, who may not believe in God, that's literally like, I love how you said that, like in life, like it's a struggle. We struggle. Some people, you know, they don't want to believe in God or they question God because it's like, why am I going through all of this? But we all go through something, you know, just because you're a Christian or whatever you are, you believe in God or you don't believe in God, you're still going to struggle and go through things. But when you do it with God, you gonna like, you're always going to come out on top, you know, like he's always going to get you through it. And even in some people don't even like the Bible, you know, they don't like to talk about it or whatever, but literally in the Bible, Jesus literally struggled like the whole time mm-hmm. so like you said it's that's just life like that's just the reality of life literally mm-hmm. so I'm it's so like um, the an analogy I really love and believe in is and something it took me a really long time to like ingrain in me is that without like happy you can't have happiness without the opposite exactly because how would you know what happiness is exactly and I think that's like really important to realize and you know I've really embraced every emotion that I have and I think it makes me strong because Mm -hmm. I allow myself to feel my feelings and on both sides of the spectrum and I know that I'm not going to always have good days and I know I'm but I also know that I'm not always going to have bad days. Yeah. See, I'm so hard on myself sometimes when it comes to my emotions, though, because I feel like I've struggled, you know, with my emotions, like, my whole life. Because sometimes when you are a overthinker, it's just like, you know, sometimes you literally, like, hate yourself sometimes. It's just like, bro, like, <laughs> you're making yourself struggle, basically. Like, yeah. you know, sometimes life, excuse me sometimes life is not always that hard you know and like of course it's hard but sometimes I feel like I like we as humans can make it harder for ourselves you know if that makes sense like Mm -hmm. sometimes my emotions just be so you got to know how to balance it you know know when your feelings are valid and sometimes baby we just be thinking way too much way too deep you know especially with things that we cannot control right that's another um really another thing that I've worked on a ton is like allowing myself to feel emotions but also allowing or feel feelings but Mm -hmm. knowing when it's like all right if I'm trying to learn to be like 
all right, that's like, if it's out of my control, then, you know, give it to God. If a thought, if a thought pops, yeah, if a thought pops into my head and then I'm like, I think about it, I'm like, does this define who I am as a person? Mm -hmm. Mm, Probably not. So then just let it pass, you know? Yeah. That's like learning to let go. I think it's a really big thing, important thing. In life Um, in general, yeah. mm Mm-hmm. Especially with the overthinking, because I, trust me, girl, I've been there <laughs> plenty of times, and it's not fun, but... It literally drives me up a wall, like, it's... <laughs> we ha- also, a big point factor in that, too, though, is that we are our own worst critics, and if you really think about it, everyone's only worried about themselves. Most people yeah. are not actually worried about you. Mm-hmm. So. Yep, that's so true. Um, the last but not least question I would like to ask you is that would you say that your experience and I when I wrote this down I was like that's a question that I don't you know I even have to think about but would you say that your experience at Bama helped you in any way like do you think that it helped you prepare for who you are today you know What's crazy? That's a really good question. But you, the and the crazy thing is my answer because I when after I left Bama, I mm-hmm. was so like, oh my gosh, like Bama was the worst decision of my life. Like I should have never gone to Alabama. Like, oh, like yada yada yada. Like just like not really like I don't know. Looking not, at it like, from regretting, a good but like I yeah. was looking at it like wow, like, what a waste of time, you know, yeah, not that, like, yeah. the time there was actually a waste of time, but I was just, like, I think I was just so, like, confused with what I was doing, and the fact that I, it didn't work out, that I was, yeah. like, being, like, oh, I hate it, hated it, because to make it, like, seem easier that I d- was on this new path, that I yeah. wasn't sure where my life was going, and yeah. now, um, I've looked back and, you know, I'm so grateful for Alabama. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, I don't even know what your question was anymore, but <laughs> I don't, um, I don't like, think. What, would you say that it like helped prepare you for who you are today or like, you know, um, yeah. Did you think like that experience helped you in any way? Um, I wouldn't say like there's like a specific thing that Alabama like helped me with but mm-hmm. I think that regardless everything that we go through in life happens for a reason prepares, yeah, yeah happens for a reason and prepares us and we're on this journey to become who we are today and so when when I first left Alabama I was like oh my gosh terrible decision but now I'm like no I actually like needed that to know that it wasn't for me because if I had never gone you know, I, when I was a senior in high school and I was so, like, set on going out, well, I first was going to swim there, but then that mm-hmm. I got injured, so that didn't end up happening, but um, I was so set on going, and I was fell so in love with it, and then, you know, it didn't end up working out, but I don't think if I ended up not going, like, my life would probably be completely different. Yeah, and who knows, maybe we were all meant to, you know, meet each other and cross paths because if we would never went, like, we would not even be on this podcast today. So, another prime that is That is so true, and that's another thing. Just, like, I believe everything in our lives happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like, even if, you know, obviously we do have, I think we do 
inevitably have choice, but I think that, you know, we were always going to choose those things to begin with anyway for Yeah, like, it was already written out in the plan, like. Yeah, and just like that, I think souls, too, or people, Mm -hmm. souls don't meet by accident, you know? I think everyone that we've ever met on our journey of life, whether it be big, small, they become important to us, not important to us, like, what, for whatever reason they're meant to be they're meant to come in our life whether that's to show us something for us to teach them something them to teach us something or Mm -hmm. you know because what were the odds that me from little small town Roanoke Alabama (laughs) you know got roomed with y'all y'all were from Michigan and California you know like big like I know you said you're from a small town but still like you are surrounded by big cities you get what I'm saying yeah so it was just like I thought that was so crazy that y'all were all just like we were all from different places although you know three of y'all were from Michigan but still like I just never would have thought that it would have played out and worked out that way but I'm definitely Mm -hmm. glad that I went because like you said if I didn't go then I would be looking back regretting you know not going so yeah yep um but to add to your point about the odds of that happening, I mean, there are, what, seven seven million people in the world? Girl, probably more than that. I don't even know. But, <laughs> seven yeah. million people in the world, I think. But also, too, the odds that we even exist, like, each person even exists, like, is, like, 400 trillion to none or something, like, your exact genetic makeup or something Mm -hmm. and which is just crazy in and of itself like the fact that we're alive and breathing and even having this conversation like as who we are as people is like a crazy statistic and then out of all the people in the world like you we cross paths yeah that is crazy when you put it that way (laughs) (laughs) yeah Well, I'm so glad that you were willing to come on this podcast. I think this is one of the best episodes yet. Woo! Thank you for having me. Of course. And you guys, that concludes this episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed it and learned something from it and take something from it and don't forget it. And remember that knowledge is only power depending on what you choose to do with it. Thank you. See you guys in the next episode and make sure you hit that bell notification so you can be notified whenever I upload again. See you guys in the next video. Tell them bye. Bye. Bye.